everyone, and welcome to the Pink Isle. As always, my name is Henry Kathman, and joining me in this special birthday adventure, it's Emma Corey, whose birthday as of recording is going to be coming up on us soon. Yes. Happy early birthday, Emma. Thank you so much, Henry. It's so good to just accept the inevitable uh, continuation of time as we all slowly go insane as the pandemic goes on and on. So, Mm. you know. But, (laughs) wait, Emma, you told me that you are turning 22, right? Yeah. But I looked at the calendar and it's a day after. It looks like you lost a birthday. If only there was a movie with that similar premise that we could call upon. Oh no, I've become one of those people that has their birthday on February, whatever the leap year February. 29th. Day. 29th. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, Emma, it's, it's going to be tough, but I think I've found the antidote. And that is Barbie's most recent escapade. That's right. We are going to be covering the newest flick released by the house that Barbara built. It's Barbie and Chelsea, The Lost Birthday. God, it just never ends. It just never, we will never, we're never going to escape this podcast, Henry. There will always no, be another as, Barbie film. There will always be another Barbie movie. This is the 38th Barbie movie. Like, the fact that these movies are nearly 20 years old, that's insane to me. Do you think, like, maybe the return of Barbie films getting made has to do with, like, the resurgence of, like, Barbie movie discussion on, like, social media platforms? I have to imagine it's a slight factor, although given just, like, the fact that none of these more recent movies have tried to play up any nostalgia for those older... Well, I I say that, but a lot of these Barbie movies like to... Uh, reference the Nutcracker, but like the fact that like we've not seen any like references to like Princess and the Popper past post Princess and the Pop Star, like the fact that it isn't as big of a part of this franchise, I think is telling about at least some of that. Although, believe me, if they started like if Mattel decided that they were going to remaster Princess and the Popper or island princess or something like that people would go ape shit yes they need to pull out products that appeals to us adult fans of this children's franchise is what we need i mean well that's what the margot robbie uh movie is gonna hopefully accomplish yeah we'll see hopefully greta gerwig will knock that one out of the part i'm sure she will but yeah and but this movie. I, yeah, I watched the trailer for this. This one kind of came out of nowhere, and man, it's some it, it's, it, rainbow it, it looks, bright looking art. Yeah, style. this gives me some baby shark vibes. <laughs> like, uh, a, like Elsa Spider-Man YouTube channel. Not that, not to that degree, definitely to a more professional degree, but it does give me, like, the vibe of some of those, like, the Baby Shark uh, and the other, like, popular kids' YouTube channels. Yeah, not quite Johnny Johnny, yes, Papa level. No, but... 
But more like that one, like, that one, like, I got a ponytail song with, like, those penguins dancing around. I mean, I kid, but that song does slap, though, so. That is a opinion that you are allowed to have as a person. Wow. It's like you don't enjoy fun, Henry. I, I can't really. I enjoy plenty of fun. Specifically, the type of fun Barbie's going to be offering us today with the help of its lovely cast and crew. So just to blaze through this whole uh, IMDb page. So this movie is actually being brought to us courtesy of Cassandra McKay, who is being cr- credited as Cassie Simmons. Interestingly, I, I don't know. Again, it's one of those things where it's like, surprised that we don't have more, like, women directing these movies. Like, yeah, that funny seems how like that turns out, huh? Yeah. yeah, hmm, it's almost as if animation, just like other industries, is unfavorably prioritizing towards men. Hmm, hmm, Wow. Hmm. Anyway, uh, I say that, though, but because Miss McKay has been uh, actually been doing a fair bit of stuff with a number of these previous Barbie movies. She was the lead editor for a number of these previous movies, like uh, Fairytopia, Magic of the Rainbow, Princess and the Pop Star, Rock and Royals, Video Game Hero, Dolphin Magic, and a number of episodes of Dreamhouse Adventures, which, yeah, that's just one of those shows that we need to probably cover at some point, right? Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But Dreamhouse Adventures is where she got her debut uh, as a director recently. Like, all of her credits, aside from a short student film that she produced in 2005, all of her credits so far have been with Mainframe Entertainment and with the Barbie movies, which, you know, nice work if you can get it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be interested in seeing where she goes with this. But in addition to this, this movie has three writing credits. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I, I know I say this as that sounded kind of judgmental, you know, people d- do what you got to do. But we got three main credited people. There is uh, Charlotte uh, Fullerton, who is like the main story credit. Uh, Emma, you might recognize her because she's actually done a lot of writing stuff. She's been working from everything from uh, Kim Possible, Tuttenstein, like some of the dubs of Power Rangers, uh like a couple of like Ben 10 things, uh, also like a lot of Ben 10 things, and also writing uh, six episodes of My Little Pony. And uh, yeah, so it's that she's she's paid her dues, like she's done the work. Oh, she also did writing for Fairly Odd Parents. Hmm, I, I hope she had a good time on that show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's got to be better than uh, someone. Who must not be named that, uh, you know, was yeah. involved in that that one the person show. definitely, yeah. yeah. But in addition to that, uh, the the other two major writer credits are for Anne Austin. She's also done a lot of more recent writing stuff. She's also a co-executive producer for some of these movies, so I think she probably has like a higher level position up in mainframe and in, in Mattel because of that. But she's also has a pretty stacked thing, including RoboCop, Alpha Commando, the, uh, again, a lot of Power Rangers stuff. Like, she wrote, like, episodes of Dino Thunder, Ninja Storm. Uh, Wait, Ro- the... RoboCop, Alpha Commander, is that when they tried to, like, make a kid show out of RoboCop? Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, the 80s. 
<laughs> just oh this was made in 1998 oh the 90s <laughs> the yeah 90s. and uh she worked on a show called uh molly of denali which yeah it's about an alaska native girl hmm. that's neat but the most enjoyable screen credit that she has is like one of her very first uh like writer's credits was in 1999 for a tv movie called johnny tsunami i have never seen johnny tsunami and i'm kind of i'm kind of trying to put it through my mind what it could possibly be about is it is it about a teenage boy that becomes a surfing superstar sort of except he's a hawaiian teenage surfer but he has to move to vermont and as a result, he's got to adapt to snowboarding instead. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, well, well, snow is just solid water, so I mean, exactly. Can't be that exactly. big of a stretch. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that's distracting from the point. The last writer is Nate Federman, who, again, a lot of like writing credits, being everything from a production assistant at Jimmy Kimmel being a writer's assistant for 38 episodes of The Office, the TV uh, American one, being uh, a writer for everything from Star versus the Forces of Evil, Wander Over Yonder, just a lot of stuff. So, so like, maybe this movie won't be that bad, she yeah, says. Yeah, like these are experienced writers who, you know what, they put in the work. Like, And listener, I, I do want to bring up the fact that like, like, I know sometimes it can be a little bit uh, tedious for me to, like, go through the IMDb's when we are, like, initially reading through the story. But, you know, like, I think it's always good to be able to remind people that, like, even though it's being cynically produced by a faceless corporation that is Mattel, like, people do work on these. And, I don't know, I think it's good to be give credit where credit's due when, when these things turn out to be good. Because... By golly, that's that's a sign of some some talent that deserves to be appreciated. I mean, you know, sometimes you gotta just set some low expectations. So if something surprises you, you're like, oh, what a surprising, refreshing treat. Exactly, exactly. But yep. Uh, without further ado, d- should we go into like the actual voice cast? Because it's a lot of the same voice talent. American Young as Barbie. Cassidy Neighbor as Chelsea and uh, Kristen Day as Skipper and hang on, who voices Stacy? Oh, Cassandra Lee Morris as Stacy. So all that same crew from Princess Adventure. So nothing really new there. Uh, I'll be interested in seeing how this ends up going. Yeah, I mean, not gonna lie, listener, uh, watching this sort of stuff for as long as we have, has made me uh, low-key kind of skeptical. But you know what? I don't know. These Barbie and her sisters movies tend to be kind of weaker in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, so it's like, uh, but uh, this one looks, it might, looks like it might be weird enough to be at least a, interesting and entertaining in a fascinating kind of way so i I agree and i think it's something i'm gonna keep in mind is that of the fact that chelsea is like getting top billing here and priority in terms of the film 
probably indicates that this is targeted to a much much younger audience than some of the other barbie movies so like mm-hmm. i'm i'm just gonna keep that in perspective uh but yeah aside from that i think emma we gotta get that lost birthday of yours it's time for us to potentially go through a strange set of circumstances with perhaps maybe magical animals i don't know only one way to find out let's go barbie and chelsea the last birthday what's better than a party chelsea splashtastic pool surprise chelsea floats down the river (laughs) splashtastic down the zip line chilling at the river with my animal besties chelsea splashtastic pool surprise set you can be anything Welcome back, listener. Um, Man, yeah, so we what, were pretty easily able to. Yeah, what a journey yeah. we just went on watching. Oh this, yeah. This By the com- way, listener, we were able to find Emma's birthday pretty easily. Turns out it was all a dream. So, <laughs> absolutely no reason for any of that conflict. Yeah. God, this movie was just completely batshit. Like, imagine <laughs> if like Wizard of Oz, but put through like. A very big rainbow bright filter. Yes. With some some truly terrifying characters. Yeah, and yes, Wizard of Oz, and I'll add on an extra layer, which I we also kind of predicted in the intro, an extra layer of like trendy kid things that like theoretically appeal to like a YouTube for kids audience. Cause this this movie fucking goes at a like rapid pace it just like just goes through each of these plot beats like it's like blink and you miss like 12 different things that happen i gotta say this movie has incredible 2013 energy for a movie that came out this year oh yeah definitely i think it says something that like some of the writers have like experience writing for things like my little pony friendship is magic one of the characters says awesome sauce at one point so that's how you know they're they're real hip yeah and they treat like one they treat skipper saying seriously like it's a catchphrase and it's like they keep doing it Fortnite dances (laughs) oh well oh my yeah not to mention the uh the whole plant-based DJ. God, this movie made me terrified of flowers. I will never go outside <laughs> again. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess we got might as well get to the plot now. And the somewhat thin plot. It's very yeah, pretty razor thin. Um. Like, not to bury the lead listener, but, I mean, we already kind of set up top. This this is one of those movies where it's like, psych, it's all a dream type things. And it's just like, oof. It honestly makes me want to wonder, like, when did they start production on this movie? Because, like, it was not announced, like... Because Barbie Princess Adventure got, like, announcement. It was announced in, like, the trade magazines. But, like we said, this just... It was just... They just released it out into the world without warning and 
us Barbie movie podcasters had to deal with it. So. Yep, that we did. That we did. <sighs> yeah. So. Yeah, let's let let's let's talk about this high seas adventures. Oh, one other thing. Like we were definitely right that this movie skewed towards a uh very much younger audience cuz yeah, cuz I don't know, it, it was interesting to see like some of the like Barbie and the older sisters being kind of reduced to comic relief, but we'll get to that in a second. Anyway, the Roberts families is going on an adventure cruise to celebrate Chelsea's seventh birthday, which is, dang, Chelsea, that's pretty awesome. A very, very huge cruise ship, might I like add. A, like, ludicrously big. Like, I, I just, I can't help but look at that ship and think about, like, man, you're at, probably producing at least, like, 10,000 pounds of waste just per day, aren't you? Just like... I'm just saying, that ship probably has a pretty sizable morgue on board. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, they don't talk about this, but, you know, they like, every cruise ship has a morgue because, like, passengers will die on them and they'll just, they just gotta... You see, if I was making a cruise ship to save room, I'd say, you know, just throw them in the water. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the sort of cost-effective like business praxis that like a savvy entrepreneur should make you know heck why even bother with the morgue like let's just like force them to pay us to like have the funeral at seas charge a premium for that sucker yeah get get uh elon musk on the phone we gotta (laughs) we gotta invest in this amazing god cruise ship opportunity and Plus, if the cruise ship, because it's in the water, it will only kill a fraction of the people when the ship inevitably bursts into a giant pile of flames. Oh, God. POV, you're you're in the Elon Musk car tunnel and your car breaks down and there's no way out. What do you do? (laughs) You you tweet at him telling how much you love him. Yeah. You'd be like, I was, I was so glad to s- have sacrificed my life to your conquests, my king. Oh my god! Actually, Emma, let me back up. Have you ever been on a cruise ship? I have. Fun fact: I've actually been on the Diamond Princess cruise ship, which was the cruise ship that had the COVID outbreak. Oh, I w- I spent a week on that ship in Alaska back in 2013. Damn, and the fact that it's called Diamond Princess too, that just that gives me happy memories of better Barbie movies of yore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that could be the subtitle to a Barbie movie, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, so they're on this cruise ship, and so they're basically spending the day dedicating to, like, trying to find something fun. Because Margaret, that's her name, Margaret Roberts, their mom, is working as... I think she's like the coder, like the IT professional for the ship. It's very ambiguous what she does. Yeah, and apparently the entirety of the ship's mechanics can be stopped by one man putting a stuffed animal in a random pipe thing. It's 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 it, it is this, interesting. This movie's really wild. Speaking of Barbie's parents, one thing I noticed this movie: Barbie's dad, kind of a dilf. Not gonna lie. Barbie's mom, 
the thing about Barbie's mom is she, like, just looks exactly like Barbie, but they give her, like, random crow's feet and some Pixar mom hips in order to, like, let you know that she's a mom, so. Yeah, let her know she's a mom, but, you know, literally that's all it takes for some people. Like, some people be just, like, the thirst that some people have for Pixar moms is staggering. Well, yeah, I gotta say, she's no, uh, that, uh, the mom from Onward, so... Oh, God. Oh, now that's a Pixar milf. Oh, yeah. Especially since she gets, like, a girlfriend with the the manicure in that movie. Yeah. Who she should have just gone off with instead of her stupid Cyclops centaur cop boyfriend. Yeah. Pixar hot take from me. No, uh, that is a mutually shared hot take. Just that movie. Yeah. But... Anyway, so the girls are, they're trying to find an activity, and that's where we meet the activity director. Now, Emma, would you mind just describing this, this absolute experience of a man? This, just... Uh, He's a, he's a Paul Blart mall cop if Paul Blart was a hyperactive twink, so... Yeah, he's just one, he's just kind of the stereotypical, ooh, ain't mean grown-ups not letting me do what I want to do, because he's doing things like, oh, making it so that there are safety regulations and stuff like that. Although, given what's going on in this movie, it makes me wonder, like, wait, what, what is he, uh, are there actual, like, it almost makes me think, like, is he trying to, like, make it so that young kids can't join i don't know this guy's motivation is very confused because well they say that he's because spoiler alert he's the villain quote unquote of this movie yeah who's sabotaging the cruise ship because he He hates his job because he doesn't want to do his job man he doesn't want to do his job this barbie movie just putting this working class man down you know what? Yeah. Screw this rich this rich cruise company, whoever owns it. Like, it's good that he's disrupting their business. This guy is taking direct action, okay? Yeah. Like, it's weird that he's directing it, though, to a seven-year-old girl. That's the part I don't get. Because like, this okay. man just seems, like, low-key obsessed about, like, He knows specifically that, she is exclu- a ch- that she is a child of the bougie elite. That's what. He, that's why he, he doesn't like Chelsea. Oh, sure. God, that's... And by ruining this young girl's birthday, I shall reclaim the wealth. <laughs> Just as Joe Engel said. Yeah, so the actual conflict of this movie is kind of... I, I call it a bit low stakes. Yeah. They're just on the ship, and then Chelsea is excluded from a bunch of these different club events, including, like, getting kicked out of the requisite teen and tweens club on every cruise ship, which, uh... Which is, uh, which is being, uh, DJed by a man in a flower mask, so we know where a dad punk went after... Plant-based DJ! That's his actual stage name! It's... And I'm just... I want... Like, on one hand, I want to call that, like, potentially lazy writing as a name for, like, you could think of, like, DJ Flowey or, like, uh, like, Pedalhead or something like that. 
Although, given SoundCloud, I would not be surprised if suddenly we get, like, a number one hit on TikTok by someone named, like, plant-based. Yeah, like, emphasis on... Also based. Yeah. Based? Based on what? (laughs) Yuck, 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 yuck. God. God. Because of that, like, Chelsea doesn't seem to taken down by this sort of stuff she's just kind of like you know what it's fine i'm gonna go to bed and then we'll have a birthday also there's a scene where they go to like this like pool water play area that's and they keep on calling it a lazy river when it is obviously not a lazy river it's just a pool with some slides in it yeah yeah and it's and it's a cool i it's a cool pool i don't know why they wouldn't yeah, and it's and it, it's so, here also on this journey we also meet Arlene who is who is our uh wise lesbian uh pirate lady Ar- Arlene is who's who's an assistant cruise director. Yeah, I I want to know Arlene's story. I want a movie about her cuz by golly, Arlene she is wonderfully played by Lelania Strejalu. She was in Magic of Pegasus and Magic of the Rainbow. So, like, she's been in other movies, and it's and she's back as just, like, this... She's got, like, this butch-cut pink-dyed hair. She's, like, ripped as all heck. She's really into being a pirate. Yeah, she, she like, swings around at speeds that should not be possible for a human being yeah pirate corps definitely gotta be like a queer subculture right uh yeah yeah the only oh, thing wait, is it's she's called gotta the black like... sales fandom <laughs> yes yeah and, uh, anyway. the, the only problem is she has to wear the uniform so she can't have the requisite uh flowy white shirt in a boots combo so oh no let's let's be real she would wear combat she seems like one of those like one of those ladies that would wear a Hawaiian shirt, like some acid wash jorts and combat boots. Oh God, you're right. <laughs> I can see it now. <laughs> and she secretly has a septum piercing, but she can't wear it for work reasons. Yep, definitely. And, yeah. uh, she she pretty... sounds like so much fun. I'd have a beer with Arlene. She seems like just one of those ladies where, like, she started this cruise ship job and then she was just like, you know what? I think I'm just going to start being a pirate. I don't know any of these people. They're never going to see me again. I'm just going to lean into this thing, like, l- and just live my truth. And you know what? I think we can all learn a lesson from Arlene. Like, she is truly a inspiration to us all oh most definitely she's just living her best life and she's kind of like she's sort of there to deliver the quote-unquote moral lesson later on yeah yeah this movie it's okay so kelsey chelsea is like oh no i'm i'm gonna go to sleep and tomorrow it's gonna be my birthday so they go to sleep wake up the next day still wearing like their regular day to day clothes. Everyone else is in pajamas, but Kelsey was still in her everyday clothes. Yeah, so I don't know. Whatever. Probably didn't want to model another outfit, but yeah, they, yeah. They, they. Oh no, 
something they forgot that on this cruise where they're passing from like across the Atlantic Ocean, they go. No, past no, it was the Pacific. Across, yeah, across the Pacific Ocean, they end up going past the Dateline. So they actually yeah the international Dateline. So they actually end up skipping a day. And then Chelsea is like, oh no, my birthday is gone. Even though this literally means nothing. It like, literally means nothing. You can just celebrate your birthday the same way. It's And it's not even like like Chelsea like has like a breakdown about it. She's like just kind of vaguely a little bit sad. <laughs> yeah, and she's vaguely sad and she wants to try and do something about it. But it's like literally the only obstacle that you have from celebrating your birthday in the fashion that you were going to anyway is that one activities director that was that was it everything else could just be like it could honestly be one of those like funny stories that i could picture like happening sort of like uh like a kid uh being in a different house during christmas and still getting the presents you know Either way, this is a setup for the movie. So Chelsea goes to um, lay down in this little uh, lifeboat, lifeboat, which seems like a safety hazard. Not gonna lie. Yeah, not gonna lie. That's that seems weird. Uh, also, th- well, in addition to that, like uh, she ends up cuddling with her like stuffed animals, which include a elephant a giraffe a monkey and a tiger hmm keep that in mind but yeah so she she's hanging out under there and she's lamenting like oh they didn't know about the international dateline they didn't really care which i mean like to your credit chelsea yeah that is a bit of an oversight that you think the parents might have planned ahead for when actually booking this cruise. You would think, wouldn't you? Yeah. But at least, yeah. But this is where we uh, transition into Wizard of Oz mode. Unfortunately, though, a Tornado does not hit the ship. Instead, we get a pirate parrot that is also voiced by the same uh, voice actress for Arlene. Yeah. yeah, they do a lot of so, double casting in this movie. Yeah, because it's like a Wizard of Oz thing. Though I do gotta say, before like we it really started to become established that this was like a fantasy sequence, I I was it was just so amazing seeing these events holding out and not knowing what the fuck was happening. <laughs> yeah, this movie is like. I I don't know how to like, <laughs> like the way that it it, it transitions it from like this is real to this is fake. Make it seem it does really make it seem like Chelsea is tripping on some balls here. Is all I'm saying. Yes, I'm, it, say, I'm thinking like, maybe some of those uh, virgin pina coladas she got from the uh, <laughs> unlimited bar might not have been virgins. Is all I think I think we know what type of plant the DJ is based in. Oh, <laughs> but, but no, because she in her dream she ziplines down to this island that the the cruise has been giving an island tour on, and from then on it just goes straight into Buckwild territory. 
She goes through a sparkly tunnel that is made from what I can only imagine is those like little airhead strips, like the rainbow yeah. ones. Like, and, lis- and listener, like as I don't want, I think, I don't think we can illustrate just how quickly, like the movie moves through like these events kind of as quickly as we're just recapping it. Cause it's just like, like she ziplines to the island. She walks through the tunnel. She then runs into the elephant coincidentally named Kelsey which hmm. is which is interesting because like in in the Wizard of Oz Dorothy never met like an Oz version of herself you know yes so yeah so like the whole gimmick is that like uh her stuffed animals end up joining her on the journey and they're all voiced by like herself and Barbie's sister and it's like and they got names similar and all the other characters she meets are like approximations of characters in the real world type thing so it's one of those situations like i really do want to see the the elephant they have in this fight the elephant from island princess i mean who's your money on i would go with the island princess one because this one is a bit too baby it's all like round and smooth where the island princess elephant i could much more imagine like stomping on a man you know like. yeah i i i don't oh my god yeah so so she just meets like kelsey chelsea meets kelsey and her whole thing is that she's separated from her family and uh they just kind of head off to the magic wishing stone that should help hopefully help kelsey get her family back and then this is where we get to the most disturbing scene because they go through the forest and find a glowing waterfall and then they get to this large like field of flowers and then suddenly just one of the flowers just like gets up huge eight foot tall flower with big purple human face with human face and teeth speaks to kelsey chelsea whatever gives her a a riddle or whatever to solve to find the next part but god this thing (laughs) striked fear in my heart to really this this is a like if this is a movie that i feel like if the internet like was aware of just how buck wild it would get like you you could definitely see people making memes with that flower man god like that flower you know we joke about youtube about youtube kids but that flower does have the exact kind of cursed energy that would make it fit perfectly in a johnny johnny yes papa video oh no doubt no doubt no doubt no doubt it's yeah, that, mm. <laughs> Like, it's yeah. really a miracle Chelsea made it out of this situation alive. She is. is... I'm saying. Because I would not trust this creature. She has yeah. taken all of this like a champ. She does not question it. She's just like, this might as well be happening to me now. Yeah, you know, she's just on that birthday juice. and Just thinking about the birthday magic, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. But, but because of that, uh, Barbie, Stacy, and Skipper realize that, oh, Chelsea's gone, and so they decide to go head off to the island to try and find her. You know, they don't, like, to pay, to put a report to the captain or their parents, yeah. like, hey, our little sister 
is missing on this cruise ship. Like, what if she, like, what if she got picked, what if she got picked up by a strong breeze and went overboard? Like, that can happen. That's a thing that has happened and a thing that, like, companies have gotten sued the bejesus out of over. Like, ugh, it's, it's wild. It is absolutely buck wild. And, but... As a result, uh, Arlene does tell them to think like Chelsea, and that they assume that that must mean she goes to the went to the nearby jungle island. And then, meanwhile, uh, Chelsea and Kelsey start to head over into the woods, and then that's when. Uh, do they meet? Is this where they meet the, the giraffe? Yeah, they meet the Barbie giraffe named Darby, who they save from this giant, very smooth looking spider. Yeah. So, that's the thing. Like, yeah. all the animals in this movie are like, they're made to look as smooth and round and non threatening as possible, that it like turns around and becomes kind of unsettling. <laughs> like, their design. Oh, yeah. Like, it's oh, like yeah. the uncanny cuteness valley. Yeah, uh, it it's it's something. Uh oh, I I forgot to mention one thing about the spider. One little detail I loved about them running away from the spider is that there's just like a random array of thorns that the spider just steps on and goes ow ow ow, and that's the end of that conflict. And that just illustrates just how quick these conflicts end up going. It's like okay. just goes. So freaking quickly that you can barely comprehend it. I mean, I guess that it, we are operating on dream logic in this. We are operating thing, on dream like, logic. They're they're figuring out how to go to some place, and the Barbie giraffe yeah. is like, "Let's slide down this rainbow that just appeared." So this leads to them uh, heading to apparently this temple. But meanwhile, Skipper Stacy and. Uh, Barbie end up arriving to the island and heading into the jungle and one of the cruise hands who has like this big old walrus mustache is like oh nobody's ever gotten out of there alive ha 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 just kidding I'd like to make jokes and it's like okay dude you could just like like a I know child this has been carried off by a breeze and thrown into the water <laughs> yeah like why are none of these even for, what are why are none of these like cruise workers taking this missing child more seriously? No, I don't know. I feel like there's something about like the like incredible lengths that they're going to to appear non-threatening and just like sort of like, the horseshoe effect it ends up having. There's something sketchy about the way they operate. I feel like they they like know more than they let on. Like, they orchestrated this somehow. They're the ones that switched the pina coladas. They're the ones that sent the girls yeah, on no, the wild legit, goose chase. Like, I was low-key thinking that Arlene was just going to be... Did this whole ruse to kidnap Chelsea. Like, like this, that... This this cruise is being running by, run by some fey creatures, is my theory. Like, this is some kind of... Some kind of illusion... Some kind of big conspiracy, like. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't. Anyway, because apparently uh, there's also there's a vampire. There's a fucking okay. I 
<laughs> I wanted to. Okay. So, yeah, because, like, the deckhand is being like, be sure to look out for headhunters and vampires and aliens. Ha <laughs> ha. Vampires. I crack myself up. And he's like, do you have any SPF a million? Wah, ah, ah. And it's just like, cool. We're just not going to address that. Neat. Vampires cool. are real. There's a vampire here. He's probably gonna murder someone. No one cares. Well, no, he is... Nah, nah, nah. This vampire, he is not... He is looking for someone with a bloodletting kink. <laughs> I mean... He is on this... He if is you're gonna on find someone ship. like that, you might as well find him on a cruise, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, believe... Like, if... That Resident Evil 8 lady was anything to go off of. There are plenty of people that would be more than willing to be like blood servants for a vampire if they were real. They would just be like, oh, cool. You could, you want to drink some of my blood? All right. Like, I imagine, like, someone has had to have written that story. Like, imagining, like, a vampire world, but, like, there's just a bunch of consensual vampirism. I mean, consensual vampirism is, like, a thing in real life. Yeah, yeah uh, anyway, Barbie. Like, that's a, that's a, like that, that is an actual thing, but no. It does make, God, remember when we pitched Barbie as, Dra well, Barbie Dracula? Oh, uh, oh, that would be fun. That would be really fun. Man, and I'm just picturing, like, one of the Kenbos just being that one aggressively American man. Oh, yeah. From the novel. Yeah. yeah. That'd be great. I'm loving this. Like, yeah, anyway, the whole the, vampire so, thing, that kind of really ties into how this movie just, just really has a very 2010s OMG so random type humor, which really contributes to the 2013 uh, feel of this, which makes me wonder, like, when... This movie was written, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has definitely got the lol so random humor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the three older sisters, they go to that same flower field that Chelsea was at. And this is where we were like, oh, okay, so this is clear. This is where you first thought, like, okay, this is a dream sequence. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's one of but those wait, things. Wait, if where it like, was all just a dream, how did Chelsea in her mind know, like that the island had a flower field that looked like the one in her dreams? Yeah, I, you I, think I, maybe she astral projected? Maybe I don't know. I it's. Maybe we should just stop thinking about it is a thing. No, like, it, this is definitely a very uh, turn-off-your-brain-and-vibe-with-this-movie. Like, honestly, I feel like if you mute this movie and, like, play some, like, hyper-pop song, like, you would probably be able to vibe with this. One of the animals does the caramel dancing dance at one point. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, older sisters, they head in and uh, they get to that same flower field. And it turns out, oh, these are itchy flowers. And they start just like aggressively sketch scratching themselves, which 
like, mm. and then they cover themselves in oatmeal. In a sequence in a way that almost felt suspiciously fetishy. Just, okay, okay, uh, thank you. I was, I'm just I, putting I that out of lo- there. No, <laughs> thank you. I, 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 was, I was also thinking that. I was like, mm, I don't want to be that guy to point it out. That, that, that might say, but yes. Yeah, it is. Like, just the degree of, like, covering them in, like, the goop, and then, yeah. <sighs> just, I don't know. I think we we can go ahead and just, like, summarize the yeah, Barbie, so, I mean, Stacy Skipper stuff. Essentially, they try to find uh, Kelsey and fail miserably. They fall in quicksand at one point because, of course... Of course, yeah. quicksand is an obstacle. Of course, quicksand in this would movie. come. Even though quicksand, it's not. I don't know why that's a thing anymore. Because most people know that like quicksand is actually very not dangerous. Like, like you can look up many YouTube videos of people just like walking out of this sort of stuff. But Henry, how can that be? It is sand that is quick. Yeah. Either a they they just end up going in circles and coming back out where they meet up with a. Arlene again, who's essentially like tells them when she gave that vague hint later, she didn't actually mean that Kelsey was on the island. So it turns out yeah. they went there for no reason, and Kelsey isn't even there. So I yep. said Arlene knows more than she lets on. She Arlene this. knows way too much, and it's she... like Arlene, what is your game here? What are you trying to accomplish by sending these three women off onto a secluded island to potentially hurt themselves? She she knows something. She, she you know she maybe does. she is some no. she, maybe she is some uh, no, kind no, 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 no. of. I know what she's doing. She's oh. trying to like distract the girls away so she can seduce their mom. <laughs> well, wouldn't she want to like get the dad away? I mean, listen, uh... Oh, wait, actually, may- Wait, she's... maybe they're swingers. I could see Barbie's parents oh, as being swingers. Oh, they, they give swinger vibes off the hook. They're like, this is what we actually came on this cruise ship for, so, <laughs> honey, if you could please just, like, get our daughters away from the ship for, like, a day, like, that would be great. <laughs> oh my god, you're not wrong! You're not wrong. <laughs> the, the Kelsey stuff, she goes to like this abandoned temple and there's this tiki guy that's sleeping that's voiced by the the same guy that does this yeah. evil cruise director guy. And she meets up with uh, Stacy as a monkey who's called Lacey. And it's got to remind you, because she's Stacy, that she's the sporty one and she likes to do sports and do physical activities. So. Yeah, it, it's. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like, this is where the movie kind of like was a little bit grating on me because it's just like, oof, y'all like, OK, we get it. Like the the, the elephant's sad, the, t- the tiger's moody monkey sporty like the, the tiki get the tiki man is going after them but so they wake up the tiki and it goes after them and then kelsey tricks the tiki into like jumping into a river 
this this is part of the movie where I just kind of maybe mentally started checking out a bit, kind of started disassociating. Yeah, it, it's pretty easy to like. This is a movie to dissociate to. Just like TBH. It well, gets... like after you figure out that, like even before they say it, you pretty much know, like, oh, this is all just a dream. as soon it's as you like, see the flower field. It's like, like you know what? This this doesn't even matter. What this yeah. is just images being put into my my brain hole that i gotta live with and uh, yeah also the tiki moves like a veggie tales character it does it does give off some veggie tale vibes which specifically that evil green onion man yeah i i realized you were talking about a different character and not mr lunt (laughs) because they never gave the green onion man a name in fact, that was a joke in one of the things where he was like, I've been around since show one and they still haven't given me a name. Oh, God. Tales. You made Catholic, you made Sunday school bearable. It's okay, yeah. me, me and Henry are former Catholics. We're allowed to make fun of Catholicism. Oh, believe me, I get, we could definitely do a spin-off podcast just talking shit about VeggieTales. In the future, all humor will be randomly generated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. So uh, they go to a cave, and then the skipper tiger gets into the equation, and they sing a song for some reason. I kind of yeah, forgot why. It's but... it, it's the big single off of this song, uh, "Make a New Day," and it's just oof, oof, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a lot. It's a lot. It's it's enough to make you be like very conscious of like, you know, this is probably going to be some 3-year-old girl's like favorite movie. Like and like so, uh, you shout know out what? to the parent that has to watch this movie over <laughs> yeah I, I i feel sympathy for the parent but you know what i hope she treasures these memories and i am going to be very interested in seeing what some kids who watch this movie feel about it like once they become a teenager we can only speculate but um I honestly kind of forgot what happens towards the end. Like, oh, they... I can pick it up from here. So, like, they, so they, uh, like, well, they went, go to the Tiki Temple. They meet uh, Snipper. That's the tiger's name. And like we said, the name of the giraffe was Darby, right? And we then did the now. monkey is named Lacey. So yeah. it's yeah. Not exactly. They get subtle. attacked by alligators at one point. I think. Yeah. And also, yeah. there is a volcano. There's a volcano, and it doesn't present much of a threat. And basically, they arrive at the volcano, and like the the tiki tries to stop them because he doesn't like fun. Like the tiki arrives, they pretty easily defeat it. It's like I honestly also kind of boggy on how they exactly defeat the tiki cuz again listener you can kind of like look back like blink and you miss so much stuff but like because of that 
they end up like jumping over the crocodiles and as a result they find the special birthday diamond which just happens to look like a cake it's all coming together it's all coming together and this is where we get the whole Wizard of Oz. Oh, you got all what you needed all along. You guys had what you needed all along this time. All you need to get is a diploma. Oh, the hypotenuse of the square is all the... Yeah, wh- whatever that Wizard of Oz line is. You know what? Looking back at that movie, I think he just said all those things so they wouldn't beat him up for treating <laughs> them. Because he did yeah. make them kind of risk their lives by going to kill the witch, so... Oh, yeah. That, like, honestly, I think a lot about how, like, cons- it's kind of ridiculous how The Wizard of Oz is still, like, one of the greatest movies ever. Like, because it, it could have aged so bad, and it still holds up so well today, which is bonkers. That's the power of Judy Garland. I'm just imagining, what would a Barbie, like, Wizard of Oz be like? Would it be even worth attempting Something well, like that. I don't know. There are so many bad, weird Wizard of Oz properties. Didn't they make like a Tom and Jerry Wizard of Oz during that phrase? Yep. Where they make the, they're making terrible Tom and Jerry movie crossover films. I've seen that movie. And uh, why oh why have you seen that movie? Because I have kid siblings that watch that kind of thing. Although we- the voice actress for Azula, who plays Dorothy, she does a really good uh, cover of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. That's nice. Do they still yeah. make those those weird scary faces like they did in a Yep. Show? Yep. <laughs> yep. I feel yep. like you could make a whole podcast just talking about like weird Wizard of Oz adaptations cuz like Oh, you could. Cuz they I, had like you... that one animated Legends of Oz movie that like Yeah, and then they released that Cartoon Network Wizard of Oz series that's only on Boomerang. I have never even heard of that one. See, I learned something new. And let us not forget the amazing uh, Oz the Great and Powerful movie starring... I'm just a con man, a carnival magician. I want him to see like me like this. <laughs> oh, Mila Kunis. That movie was the original Greatest Showman. Uh, oh, mm, mm. oh, Emma, I hate... I hate how right you are about that. As someone who hot take despises the greatest showman. Desp- actually, I'm being hyperbolic. I don't have that strong feelings of it, but I did not. I don't. I don't get it, guys. I don't get the appeal. But yeah, it's anyway. Kelsey the elephant's parents come back, and surprise, surprise, the uh. Elephants are equally terrifying in adult form. Yeah, their voice, they got the voices of the parents, and in elephant form, they are not sexy at all. Just to make a note here, so everyone knows, they are you scary. You say that, you say that, but you you know you're not the target audience, Emma. Unless God, there's well, something you need to tell me. I don't think even furries would, like, go for these guys, though. Like, you don't think so? Yeah. I so don't know smooth. what the furry communities stand... Anyway, listener, if you are a furry, like, tell us, what do you think about, like, the YouTube animal design thing that a lot of this movie apes from? Like, how how appealing does that? They just look so bland. You know, I don't like them. But anyway... 
they they give the wish to Kelsey and she blows the yeah. candle wakes up and wow it was all just a dream and she had just fallen asleep in the life in the life raft in the lifeboat so yeah and that's and then it's just the dream part ends but first they got to get that mean activities director they they hate to see a male wife winnie <laughs> no emma let's not be let's no that man is defo and incel like the way he (laughs) the let's uh it's something um but yeah anyway it turns out he's the one sabotaging the crew so that he doesn't have to do his job which i don't know what he gets out of this as an activities director like you have assistance you don't have to like just a meanie meanie who hates children and puppies and fun just work at an adults only cruise those exist like that's what the parents should have gone on so they wouldn't have to create this elaborate scheme to get their kids on an island so yeah that also just confuses me like what is the so the cruise just has like a fake island just like in the middle of the ocean like how how that that seems like that would be way more expensive and something that you'd think that they would spend a lot more time. They uh, built it on top of like that big trash island that's in the middle of the ocean. Like, oh, okay, God. so so they the they mo- catch the the director guy and the captain says something very ominously about taking him below take deck. Take him below, and then take Arlene him to the morgue. To- yeah, take I, him I to just... boat jail. Wait, is boat jail a thing? Yeah, that's, like, all cruise ships have it, in addition to their morgues. Because you're on international waters, I know that if you did something like, say, assault someone or something like that, they would put you in there for that. Or if you got too drunk. Imagine being put in boat jail. Oh, wait, so it is like that one episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they go to boat jail and almost die in the boat jail. Good episode, (laughs) by the way. So <laughs> yeah, that's the one where uh, what's his name comes out. Yeah, well, Matt comes out and then he like goes back in the closet, but then the next season he like comes out for real. So, oh, okay. Follow me for more. It's always sunny in Philadelphia trivia. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, but anyway, the movie ends with like Chelsea saying to make a wish. But she apparently got everything that she wants, so she blows so, out the candles anyway because it's a fire hazard, as the captain jokingly points out. Which you know what? Okay, that's funny, I guess. And so then we what, get a montage what, of them dancing. So what is a, the lesson that Kels, Chelsea learned? Like, I guess to appreciate her family. But this conflict at the end was there was no. Well, the whole thing with the pool, with the guy sabotaging the pool, had nothing to do with this birthday conflict. So it's like, what was lost and gained? What did we learn here? Yeah, what her- themes were explored? Chelsea missing the- her birthday was not... Like, they still celebrated her birthday. It didn't change. She sacrificed nothing. She no. learned nothing. I guess yeah. except that no place is like home, and by home we mean this this in giant floating environmental hazard so yeah it, it henry it, why is this movie made i mean why it, this... have we 
been forsaken to watch so many of these Barbie and her sister movies. They're all not good. Well, here's the thing. I Here's my theory. I've been thinking a lot about how consistently within the fandom, like, people do cite how, like, the Barbie and her sister movies are consistently the worst ones. Which I don't necessarily agree with because, you know, the Pony Adventure one was pretty good. That one. In my opinion. Was okay. The others, I don't know. There's just. No, the I others, think, not so much. I think because they have, like, the kid characters, they feel so much more, like kid pandery yeah i think it's like i think there's that there's less of an authenticity to it because like i feel like barbie works best as a franchise when it's operating on that wavelength of sincerity and when they try to seem hip to the youths uh it it ends up not ringing as true it's a similar problem that i feel like the barbie diaries and uh, some of the Mycene movies ended up encountering in terms of how they were doing that. Yeah, it, it's... Yeah, this, this yeah. movie, I just... Ah, uh, God. I feel nothing. I've gained nothing. It was kind of funny when, like, the dream sequence stuff started, just from how suddenly batshit everything how... started becoming. <laughs> yeah. But it only had charm for so long. I'm probably yeah. going to dream about that flower and his big purple face and his menacing I, toothy I'm mouth. Just, I'm just, I'm, I'm very interested. Like, Emma, if you had to recommend a similar-ish movie as a substitute for this one, what movie would you potentially recommend to a similar audience? Just, fu- just fucking watch Wizard of Oz. You're right. Yeah. It's still okay. Great. Yeah. Yeah. It's still great, even if it has that one awful song where the lion is singing in Emerald City. I, the king of the forest. I, I have a fun story about that. I very much remember when I was a little kid. I initially <laughs> did not want to watch Wizard of Oz because, like, I looked at like, like the VHS. This is how far we're going back. The VHS like cover, and I did not like how the lion looked. Oh, which very wait, which VHS? Are we talking the fiftieth, seventy fifth anniversary one? I don't know. It was just like a picture of like them, like the main group all together on the yellow brick road, and I did not like the look of that lion. Yeah, I did not that like seems him. to be a common thing. It's. I still don't like that lion. Just... Yeah, I I don't know, man. It's it's it definitely you watch Wizard of Oz instead. It's so much better. Like, it does exactly what this is sort of trying to do, but it has a more sincere emotional through line. And yeah, Emma, what rating do you end up giving this movie? I give this movie uh, one child doing the floss. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's it. Just I give it a child doing the floss. It's a... I can't wait till it gets a uh, broken down into a clip compilation that can be put on those uh, kids' YouTube channels. Uh, yeah. Oh, so. I feel like people are going to have fun doing the whole, like, Barbie uh, and Chelsea lost birthday out of context compilations on YouTube. But God. when it's on those kids' channels, it can be sandwiched between the Peppa Pig compilation 
and the Paw Patrol compilation. Oh, God. So. Yes, it's... it's. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, my rating is I give this a uh, a dream tiki out of 10. It It's very loud, abrasive, and it tr- it's trying so hard. But tis a fleeting passage. And if the level of depth that you've heard in this commentary is any indication listener it's this has been a difficult movie to actually like do commentary on because it's like what can you even say and that's honestly one of those things that i don't like to have a mindset for in doing this like i don't like like uh, i i oddly i don't like pulling one of the things being like oh this is just disposable children's dreck and all that stuff, because, you know, that's the sort of attitude that any, a lot of people have towards children's media in general, but this at least, like, I don't know, this at least makes it difficult to try and, like, I don't know, like, I, I, it, because it's all the same crew from, like, all this other Barbie stuff that has done good work in the past, and I'm just... It makes me just think, like, the way that they're being produced at this very excessively quick rate makes me think, like, I I can't imagine that this movie wasn't put under, like, harsh crunch in its production, you know? Yeah. I, I will say it, it was about hour of 40 minutes of our life that, uh... We can never get back. No, no, but you know, that is the nature of this pink dilemma, this void of pastel imagery that we find ourselves in. It may seemingly be endless, it may seemingly have no escape, but hey, we are in this together, and you know, that does make it at least a little worth it in my mind. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Cool. So yeah. Thanks. I hope I'm in. Enjo- so if you uh. So if you enjoy this, the utter sincerity of my work, listener, and the callous dismissiveness of my co-host. <laughs> callous dismissiveness is what they called me on the swinger cruise. Ayo. <laughs> <laughs> for bringing it all together man i i just want that arlene swingers movie now so bad like someone please please someone please write that fanfic of arlene just seducing like both she can have all the dilfs and the milfs that she wants she can and you just know barbie's dad gets pegged like he (laughs) like like she, she, Arlene will be like, they call me Pegleg Arlene, but not for the reasons you think. <laughs> yes, Barbie's yeah. parents are the ultimate girl boss male wife couple that we need. Uh, <sighs> these days, so. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It's anyway. It's, you have a YouTube channel. It's very good, Henry. Why don't you talk? Oh, about thank that? you. Yeah, yeah. I have a YouTube channel. Uh, YouTube.com/slash Henry Catherine. I got a Patreon. Help me pay the bills. Patreon.com/slash Henry Catherine. Follow the me on the Hell site. Twitter at Catherine Henry. And then Emma, you also got a Twitter at Emma Corey Nine. I I feel like I'm just blazing through these this outro stuff you can follow it if you want i haven't posted on it in a long time but maybe yeah. one day i will and you'll all be the first to know yeah 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 this i'm sorry yeah and then of course if you've enjoyed this podcast you know consider giving us a rating and consider uh, giving us uh a follow on the pink owl's twitter at pink owl pod you know and yeah, we upload every two weeks. And uh, also, our theme song is Nine Mu- uh, Dolls by Nine Muses. We haven't plugged the theme song. I mean, then again, we're using we it unofficially. Have a theme so. Song? Yeah, yeah that, that's I'm, what the I'm, intro music is. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, okay. And it. There's yeah. me, Emma, the jokester of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's weird how that dynamic has changed to that to this point. Look, we all find our footing eventually in this world. We do, and you know what? I you got to do what you got to do to survive this pink void. Actually, I know. But Who yeah. is going to bring this podcast on random tangents if not I? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but it's but yeah, so. I don't know, yeah, watch Wizard of Oz instead. I don't know, am I, am I really forgetting anything? Because... No. Yeah, we could kind of Podcast just, is like, over, folks. Go home. Yeah, yeah. Good oh, night. We're, we're actually waking up now, and it's oh, all Oh, God, it was all just a shitty dream. I've learned nothing, and I've gained absolutely nothing. And Goodbye. I want to go back to sleep. Goodbye.